<laughs> Welcome to the First Step Theology Podcast, where we discuss our glorious God so that we all might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. We are so glad that you are joining with us today. We are discussing the hot topic of divisiveness in our culture and how the church should respond. And to do so, I am joined by a man who embodies Song of Solomon 4, 1 and 2 that says, Your hair is like a flock of goats and your teeth is like a flock of shorn ewes. It's Luke Rasmussen. How are you, mate? That's the kindest thing someone has ever said to me. I'm going positive. Is that all right? Yeah, good. They're all positive. (laughs) Are they? Yeah. They're positive about something. How are you? Very good, sir. How are you? Very good, thank you. I love how you uh, in your intro <laughs> there's a uh, forklift reversing in the background. <laughs> there still is. Just a hint at where we are. We're record. going industrial today. Yeah. Last week we went uh, outdoorsman. Yep. Today we're we've got a high vis on. That's right. Yep. Although I, I think those episodes are going to be the other way around. Ah, sure. Wherever it lands. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good our planning is. Exactly right. Mm. Joel. Mm. Um. So we've got a baby. Don't know if you're right. Not you or me, but me and my wife have a baby, right? <laughs> sure. And uh, our, this child of ours is gorgeous and cute and sweet, but she's like, got this at this point where, you know, they rip at everything. Mm. So I was holding this morning, yeah. massive chunk of beard hair pulled out. Oh, man. And it reminded me. Sorry, b- blood? No, no, no blood. Not that severe? No, not, not too bad, okay, but just sure. painful. Mm. Reminded me of that. You told me recently you got punched in the face by a girl. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't your daughter. It was my daughter. No, that's true. No, yeah, I've, I, uh, we've got um, Dylan and Noah joining with us today as well. I don't know. Uh, have you guys? Um, have I? Have I told you this story of the day I was punched in the face? I wish I could say yes. By a girl. I guess we're about to hear it. Yeah. Well, so I'm at. I'm joking. I've heard this story. I think I've neglected to tell you intentionally so that I could share it on the podcast. Wow, that's kind. Good. I'm at uh, in year 12. So legitimately, this is the one of the weirder things that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in year eight and the scrawniest of fellows, <laughs> pale little um, skinny boy. Anyway, in year eight. Yeah. And we're, uh, me and a mate are sitting down um, sort of like near these tennis courts on a bench seat throwing, like this is just such a childish, but uh, only guys do this, just throwing rocks at a metal pole. Oh yeah, enjoying I do that the ting, all the time. That sweet, sweet ting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, off to like sort of the left, there's this group of Year Twelve girls, and Victor Harbour Public High School. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's like socioeconomic uh, levels are a little bit, you know, all over the shop. Mm-hmm. And my friend sitting next to me thought it would be funny to lob a rock into <sighs> this pack of girls. Oh, right? Great idea. And and it it bounces before her before one of them who had her face her back to us and then sort of just knocks her on the shoulder like it it wasn't like a boulder like yeah, it was yeah. a stone right yeah and um he giggles and she swings around like red and angry like like someone has just come and clobbered her on the back of the head with a baseball bat right yeah and at that point is is like. So, something's wrong here. Like yeah. this isn't funny. Like yeah. how we were playing, and my friend, like it's a cartoon, just points at me. <laughs> <laughs> and oh I remember seeing that and sort of going, "I need to change friends." Yeah, that, that's funny, but this is a problem. Mm-hmm. She stands up and the biggest person I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, bigger, I don't bigger than me. Yeah, 
Wow. Like, you've got to remember, year eight, year 12, yeah. and must have been wrestling for a living, sort of like yeah. athlete. Stands up. I look at my mate, and by the time I look back, she's covered the, like, 20-metre gap between <laughs> us and legitimately grabs me by the back of the head, like, the, I had long hair, grabs the back of my head and just sucker punches me <laughs> right between the eyes. <laughs> Like no word of a lie, and the whole time I just sat there like like a kangaroo in headlights. What I had no me? idea. All I remember is my friend falling off his chair laughing. Matt Weiss, by the way, if you're you're not listening, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. Matt Weiss <laughs> falling off his chair laughing, and I just didn't know what to do. Like, what do you do in that scenario? Yeah. Like, you're not, you can't run. <laughs> no. You can't fight back. Well, you probably could run. Well, you, well I should have ran first. That yeah. Would, yeah. That would have been the, the, the response of strength yeah. would be to <laughs> <Yeah>. run. Yeah. <laughs> I recognise how I'm going to handle this. I'm going to run. Yes, 100%. And did you- And then just walked away. What happened to your nose? Did you bleed? Uh, so not nose, it was like almost forehead between the eyes. It would have hurt her. Gee. Because that's like hard bone there. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing ever. Oh, please, don't hurt me. Yeah. I still see Matt every now and then and we still laugh about it. Because it's, yeah. Anyway. Didn't you propose to her and she said no? (laughs) (laughs) Good. Very good, mate. Oh, wow. Mm. That's almost not funny. It's That's like bullying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't, I wasn't meant to set this up as a joke. That was, yeah, it it was a weird day. That is a weird Isn't day. I'd hope that wasn't a normal day for you. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, public high school, guys. <laughs> Did you get into fights? Were you the kind of person who got into fights? No, no, no. Look at him. He's built for fights. Ran from Huge. <laughs> right. Yeah. He watched yeah, all I, those Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> yeah, totally. for, oh, 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 that's yeah, what you should have done. Yeah. Should have gone all... I win every fight I'm in by a K, at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least. I, I went for the similar tactic. Mm. Yeah. I one time got punched in the stomach, but mm. that's that's an honourable story. Do you guys want to? Yes, yes. <laughs> we, don't tell us we, anyway. we had this boy in our school who was a little bit. Um, he was he had a big mouth and a small body. He would just like get everyone riled up and then just. Bang. You don't have to talk about yourself in the third person. <laughs> no, no, because I'm a big boy. So yeah. Anyway, he uh, he was being chased by a group of Year Twelves. Mm. Pulled him to the group and into the middle of our group. Like mm. he was running past us, and these yep. Year Twelves were trying to get him and punch him. So I grabbed him and pulled him into our group mm. and um, to protect him. And the guy's like, give us, give us a kid, give us a kid. And we're like, no, like leave him alone. Sounds He's like a like, lot in Genesis. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly right. And I was like, no, leave him alone. He's a year eight, you're a year 12. Congratulations, you're a hero. Mm. So, then, so then he punches me fair dinkum as hard as he can mm. in the stomach and it hurt. But I had to just like... Play tough. I was just like, is that all you got? <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. That's great. Just go. And they're like, oh, yeah. it was like eyes just are watering. watering. <laughs> is that all you got? <laughs> it's fine. Oh, yeah. You got those swimming abs that just bounced right off yeah. you, didn't it? I didn't swim back then. All right. Pre-swimming days. Pre-swimming days. Yeah. Wouldn't have known yourself. I know. <laughs> anyway. Bless. Bless, Bless you. Yeah. Bless you, the defender of the lowly. Well, better than throwing wa- rocks at women. <laughs> 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 it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Can I also just say that my friend Dylan is not imaginary, and this is proof. Dylan, say something. 
Hi guys, I'm here. Why are you awesome. wearing a voice now? Yeah, it's, you do some <laughs> hey, good say accents. something at the same time. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello. Awesome. <laughs> Boom. Proof. Okay, good. Yeah. Glad, glad we handled all that. Hey? Exactly right. Hey, while we've got the guys here, can we just talk about the our stacks on stacks and stacks giveaway? Yes, please yes, get us in line because we need. We are aware that we've been promising this this giveaway across a smattering of podcasts. Yeah. Mm. Uh, without actually following any sort of process or procedure like we do with all our podcasts. Yeah. And uh, we've lost track of what we have we and haven't announced. So can we? are we just going to just go, What these are our five yeah. books? Here's the stack. Here's okay. the stack. Here's the stack. Would you guys like to announce it? Do you know what the stack is? I do, apart from the fifth one. Okay, we'll figure that out. By okay. the time we get to the fifth one, we would have figured it out. Yeah. It's, okay, number one, we've already announced this one, Delighting in the Trinity. Yep, number two is Adam Ramsey's Truth on Fire. Now that's gold because it's sold out Australia-wide. It oh. is, and we have one we have locked and loaded oh for goodness. the winner. Yeah. So Holy you can sell cow. them on the black market for about 10 grand at the moment, I think. At yeah. least. Just yeah. like Elliot Alexander, the Gospel is a children's book by the sounds of things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a very good point. Why book three. Yeah. <laughs> God's Good Design. Yep. My, my mate Claire Smith. My mate. I wish I could say my, my mate. mate. What a legend. Number four. Gospel Fluency. By Jeffrey Van Estelle. Yep. Come Jeff. on our podcast, Jeff. Book and, five. And book five is uh, is a beautiful one that is a great introduction to church history. Yep. And it is 21 Servants of Sovereign Grace Ooh. by John Piper. The Pipes. We've recommended it before back in the day, but we are putting our cards on the table. We're going to purchase that bad boy yep. and uh, send it out to the winner of our giveaway. So mm. what you need to do, is this giveaway will be locked and loaded on our Instagram page. Yes. By the time you hear this in your earballs, yep. and uh, you can go and action that thing. Yep, exactly right. Yep. Uh, so first step is to follow us at First Step Theology. <laughs> oh, zing. Yep. I yep. see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. You happy with that? I, I am. And then the rest of the steps will be articulated for you in written form. Yes. That so we can't stuff up. <laughs> yep. That will be decided at a later date. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yep. There you go. All right, let's talk about what we've got to talk let's about. Let's talk about it. We thought we would hit a hot topic today mm. because we are in a whirlwind of ideas and ide- ideologies and cultural new norms that yeah. are coming through, not to mention global pandemics and even at day of recording, we have an earthquake uh, that's just happened in, in yeah. Melbourne and there seems to be uh, new things coming out as left, right and centre. Yeah, Absolutely. And so we just thought we'd have a candid conversation. Are you all right with that? Mm, Candid? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read what you told me to say. Yes. (laughs) Just read the script. Around um, how Christians should respond in an age like we are in Mm. that seems to create division at every turn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to be pointed about it, we were talking before we hit record on this around things like, uh, what's happening around COVID and mm. what's happening around the vaccinations and even just more broadly, like the political sphere that we live in here yep. in Australia and, and even more specifically South Australia. Yep. And even internationally, that for some reason more than ever, we're seeing that political sphere hit us. You know, what's going on in the US? People are genuinely concerned about, you know, all these things. Mm. Totally. So... Um, and, and then, and then, obviously, new things come in. We've talked about abortion laws before. Yeah, talking about laws around gender and uh, all those different things that are coming at us left, right, and center. Mm. How do we respond as Christians 
what is uh, integral for us to divide yep. or, or draw dividing lines on? Yep. And and what isn't? And how can we how can we approach that? How can we be opinionated mm-hmm. and graceful? So so we're going right. to get to all that. And then lastly, how do we have peace in amongst all this chaos? Mm, very good. So we'll real practical there. Sounds good. So, Joel, you were telling me earlier that you were saying the vaccine's the mark of the beast. Do you want to just give us a little bit more of a detail? <laughs> You're so funny, aren't you? Oh, dear. I could see you thinking of that as yeah. I was talking then, and I knew it was bubbling up inside of you. I just couldn't help it. Thank you. Thank so you what's for your interpretation of Revelation? <laughs> no, so let's let's start by talking about considering all these things. We, we don't yeah. want to make this podcast about your opinion on no, a vaccine right. or your political stance or whatever it may be. No. Certainly those things are important, and, and um, there are discussions and spaces and places where we should have those. Yes. Um, here is not that. That's right. We're really wanting to give you or at least have a discussion around frameworks and foundations that kind of keep us steady, mm. help us to be gracious in these conversations. Totally. And so I think the primary place we need to start is really is the gospel. Amen. And, and we've been talking about this a lot as a church of that the gospel is not just something uh, we talk about that a lot on this podcast, but the, the gospel is not just something that you give to an unbeliever and then just walk away from. But the gospel mm. is something that shapes the way that we do everything. Yeah. In fact, spoiler alert, we're going to do a bit of a series on the gospel in all of these things coming up soon, right? Yeah. And so um, we need to um, uh, understand that the gospel shapes the way that we should be having this conversation, mm. how we should feel about all of these things, and also it should give us peace around it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I suppose that's our starting point, right? Is what we unite around. Yes. We as Christians unite around the good news of Jesus mm-hmm. and the divinity of Jesus that, you know, we're talking at, at Gospel Life, we're talking uh, about John at the moment yep. for the last year and a bit. Yes. Um, almost two years. Mm. And, uh, you know, John wrote his Gospel so that you may believe that Jesus yep. is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may ha- have life in his name. Mm-hmm. And so we unite around Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's right. And um, that that is the core of our belief, yep. right? The, the core of our belief is not the preference of how we do church or how we do music or how we, you know, whatever it may be, dress and and practice Christianity. Mm. The core union that we have as believers and we have with the church down the road and in a different suburb and in in uh, in India yep. is based on our common shared belief yes. that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Son of God, and That's that he right. has redeemed us by the shedding of his blood and substitutionary sacrifice on our behalf. Well said. And this is where Jesus in his high priestly prayer in John 17 prays for unity in the church. And it is actually around these things. Mm. It's important to note that we are not to fight for unity for the sake of unity, but we fight for unity around the gospel. Yeah, Because there's this big, there can be a move within uh, evangelical churches or, you know, like the church at large. It goes, we just need to have unity. And mm. so they say that they worship Jesus or they, they you know, they, they say, and so therefore we just need to unify with them around yeah. these things. But it's very, very important to understand that what you have just said, mm. that's what we unify around, not around unity. 
No, yeah, that's that's very true. It's an important distinction to make. Yeah, because otherwise you you uh, bend into ideas around tolerance, right? Mm-hmm. Simply, be- they believe in God and they believe in Jesus ish. Ish. And so, uh, so we're going to unite with them on everything. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we would love them, mm. just as Christ has loved us, right? And we would and we would seek to share the good news of the gospel with them. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean we're we're going to be united as we would with a a brother who who loves Jesus as mm-hmm. the Christ, the Son of God. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. The 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 thing that I would like to maybe emphasize there is we are so often driven by our preference, whether it be in relation to stylistic things like uh, like how our, how our church does worship, right, mm-hmm. compared to how a um, a church in Melbourne does worship or, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Or it could even be something that is uh, more significant, mm-hmm. such as like a secondary theological issue, mm-hmm. um, such as uh, how we deal with baptism yep. or spiritual gifts or things like that. Yep. Um, we don't even unite as the body of Christ across the globe around those things. Mm-hmm. We unite as the body of Christ around Christ. Yes, and so we can disagree with our brothers and sisters who are in Christ yep. on those secondary things yep. um, or with their preference when it comes to church uh, practice mm-hmm. in relation to you know worship, whatever it might be, because they love Jesus and obey Jesus and trust Jesus just as we do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep, because, absolutely. Because their preference or our preference doesn't save us. That's right. Christ does. So, like, if you think about it logically... Mm. You know, okay, I'm going to center my... The church is going to unite around what we believe about spiritual gifts. Mm. So what we're saying is we're unified together mm. to spiritual gifts. <laughs> yeah. you know, like that just doesn't make sense. Whereas no. we're in... Just, the Bible uses the language of... When it's talking about Christians, of in Christ. Yeah. Uh, like hundreds of times. Over a yep. hundred times. And so it doesn't say we unify to whatever your preference might be. We are in Christ, and that's the unifying factor in all of this. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So then the question is, do we divide, and why do we divide, and how do we divide? Mm -hmm. So maybe the first one, uh, are we to allow for division Mm -hmm. or some division? Mm -hmm. What would you say to that? Well, I I say there cannot be division around Christ. Amen. Um, But it is okay to lovingly uh, disagree with a brother and sister in Christ, but that doesn't lead to division, division. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like as in separation may be better word than rather than division, division. Sure. <laughs> as of that, yeah, we can, we can disagree on what we, we think about things, as you were saying earlier, mm. but that does not lead to cutting off and putting a divide between you and I. Totally, yeah. We still have to treat one another in... Uh, as brothers in Christ, yeah, and you've got brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you disagree with them sometimes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Think of one or two scenarios yeah. where a disagreement has been the case. Once or twice in my day. Yeah, I still love one of my favourite stories is about how your eldest brother told your youngest brother that the um, scratch and that the sticker at the bottom of the pool was a scratch and sniff sticker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost drowned himself to death. <laughs> drowned himself to death. 
yeah, 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 yeah,
<laughs> or you can speak for yourself there. But <laughs> yeah, is that right? Like, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> but now, that doesn't disregard the fact that we should certainly... Now, we're, we're at, up until now, we're talking about within the church, right? Within mm. the global church yep. division and, and unity. Is certainly, we need to um, find and uh, learn from and relate to other Christians who agree on the core stuff, yeah, that's right? right? On on that on yeah, the gospel, yeah. yep. right? And we have to be able to draw dividing lines where those things aren't agreed on, yep. right? Where uh, you know there isn't a high view of God and a high view of Scripture, yep. And, and uh, yeah, if, if that's not, then a dividing line is necessary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if it's in relation to something that's secondary, we don't want to be those who join in with our culture. And cancel anything that doesn't agree with us. Yeah. So can we let's get like practical for a second here. Let's let's talk about what's going on in our cultural moment, right? Sure. So much division. Mm. Like we don't need to get to specifics because no. for some people it's you know, the, the division is around one thing and for others division around others. How do, how how do we as Christians then respond to this? Yeah, Knowing totally. what we just the foundation that we've just made, how do we respond to that? Within your church community, you mm. might have people who disagree with your political party yeah, or might disagree with your stance on vaccinations or might disagree with your stance on how you parent. Yeah. No one's got opinions about parenting, no right? No way. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or, or, or practice your Christian faith. Even it can be things that are seemingly less pervasive in the culture, but in a Christian circle, they can be just as heated. Yep. Right. How, do, how do we deal with that? Mm. that? So we're talking internally to start with, like just within the church. Yep. Well, I know this is such a blanket statement, but it needs to hold truth is that we need to show the same love and grace that Christ has shown us. Yep. Right? We are first and foremost to seek peace. Mm. We can disagree, but we do so peacefully. Mm-hmm. And that's – we said this on a, on a podcast or, or maybe it's coming up, I don't know, <laughs> in relation to something. And, and ultimately – In relation to something. Yeah, I know, right? Is that um, – People, other people, stand before God. Yep. Not before us. Mm. Certainly, um, you know, if you're part of a church, I'm not saying you shouldn't submit to elders and the teaching of Scripture and all that sort of stuff. But um, if it is something that relates specifically to doctrine Mm -hmm. and to the right understanding of who God is and all those sorts of things, certainly we want to lead and encourage and and try and teach and train and exhort and all those beautiful things that we are called to as brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it it is not our job to um, make them conform to what we believe. Yeah. Right? Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fair. And so with grace and love, and and certainly we are to believe what we believe and stand on that truth. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, never to the point of, you know, real divisive argumentation. Yeah, I think something practice that I've tried to implement in my life is if I disagree with someone, am I willing to uh, pray for them first? Mm. Because that's a test of whether you love them. Yeah, and and properly pray, like not like Lord change their hearts. You know, like that's a <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a different prayer to a prayer a prayer of blessing for that person, right? Yeah. And so, I say to if we want to be people who speak the truth in love, mm. in, just in general, you know, we we need to be willing to be able to pray for that person mm. and, and to, to to genuinely love them. If you aren't, then you cannot enter into disagreement with that person. Yeah, totally. I just especially within the church because it just 
you're, what you're going to do is you're just going to it, it'll get aggressive and it, it's just not helpful for yeah. for anyone involved in that. Totally. Yeah. Gets heated in a way that it never should have. Yep. And so then I would then say, okay, then you want to test. What are you talking about? Is it a scriptural issue? So, mm. for example, if we're talking about gender, yeah, and someone in the church has a um, a wrong view of how scripture displays gender. Sure. Then, uh, from a loving position, you want to lead them to authority, which is scripture, and Very you want good. to go through that way. Yeah. Um, because they stand before God. That's right. And not you. Not so you. not your argument around it, although that can be helpful and hopefully teaching in, yep. a, in a graceful spirit, yep. but they stand before what God's word says. That's right. And you want to try and split up the... Because what happens is we can lump it all into being subjective. Yeah. And so we can go, well, gender subjective or whatever, because this is like what's all going on in, in the world right now. Mm. And so we, we need to make sure define what the two things that are... Define between the two things. Is this an objective truth yeah. that we as Christians need to submit to? Mm. Or is this a um, an interpretation or subjective kind of point of view? For sure. Because otherwise what you can do mm. is you can make something have way more weight than the other thing. Totally, yeah. Um, and, you know... I'm sure you can have plenty of things that are going through your mind of what that might be. <laughs> From doctrinal things to cultural things. Like, yep. you know, you could say it is a an objective thing that all Christians must vote for the Liberal Party. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, sure. which yeah. we've heard. Like, we've seen that stuff go on. And that, yeah. that there is no theological grounds to put on, you know, to, mm. get, to go on that thing. Yeah. And so um, we need to make sure that we are uh, discerning things from a view of the gospel first, which is a high view of God, high view of scripture, and allowing them then to shape the way that we have our disagreements. Totally. Yeah. Well put. Thank you, sir. Mm. Where would you go from there then? I think that probably kind of that, that establishes sort of within the church. Up, yeah. So then how do we then go through contentious things that are subjective? Within the church? Yeah. D- or even within this culture. How how do we sure. deal with it? Yeah, I think again we we I'll use the blanket statement again, is we have to have the same heart, yeah, right? We have to have that same sort of approach that Christ had. Mm-hmm. Gentle, humble, uh, but truthful in, in terms of not, not bendy or weak, mm-hmm. but um, standing for what we believe is right. I think when it comes to something subjective that you can't point to in Scripture, I would, um, in approaching a what could be an argument, mm. is, a, again, be prayerful. Are you willing to pray for that person? Mm. And then uh, secondly, are you willing to change your mind? Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> like if, if you can't argue it specifically from Scripture, yeah. or um, are you willing to be wrong? Yeah, yeah. Because if you're unwilling to be wrong, how do you expect the other person to? Yeah, yeah. Because you're just going to come in guns blazing trying to avoid the questions that undo you. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, that's so right. I think parenting is a good example on this one, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's pick an example. So, like, um, you know, though you have parents who are so strongly for um, sleep training, yep. and parents who are so for no routine or, yep. or you yep. know whatever the antithesis of that is, right? Yeah. Um, going into a discussion with someone, and, and, and I have an opinion on that. I'm not going to tell you what it is here because it's not essential and I don't want to get an email. But <laughs> but um, I'm not going to shout that at someone as if I know the golden ticket yeah. for their child. Yeah. Like, 
at, at the end of the day, your job is to care for and nurture them, love them and lead them and yep. teach them about Christ and and raise them in the ways of the Lord. Yep. Uh, you know, I think of uh, what, what Paul says in, in Ephesians about children obeying their parents and, and he talks about fathers leading their families and instructing their children in the in the uh, in the ways of the Lord, yep. like that is the thing we can point to from Scripture. Yeah, I yeah. can't point to uh, you, you know, sleep training or the opposite. That's right. And go, you have to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so right. I have to approach that conversation and go, um, could could I be wrong? Yep. Maybe yeah, exactly right. Sure. Uh, I, yeah, totally. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. That's fair. And I think if we, I think part of what we've seen today, and we've been kind of shaped by few cultural things like mm. social media and stuff like that. If mm. you think about it, social media as a group of people with headphones on, with heavy metal music to the max, screaming <laughs> their opinions. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Probably. Because, <laughs> because yeah. um, no, like no one's listening. Everyone's just trying to yell their opinion at one another. And so yeah. that that can s- like sneak into the way that, that we that we then interact with one another. Totally. And I think we have to be really careful of is making something, and you kind of touched on it there, Making something biblical that's not biblical, mm. like as in, um, like if if we talk about this vaccination issue for a second here, yeah, um, we need to be careful that we don't make it a biblical issue of like, okay, if you get this vaccination, mm. you are in opposition to God. Yeah, sure. And if you don't get this vaccination, you know, you yeah, are you hate na- your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and this is the narrative that we're seeing a lot in our day and age, mm. and it, it, can, it, it it's just not helpful. It can be so damaging to people uh, to to go and then label people that way, mm. and 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 you know, like I'm seeing all kinds of things of like it's you know, like we joke about the mark of the beast and stuff like that. But people, no, I didn't like, joke about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on Joel's new podcast, <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus and the devil, um, and um. Um, yeah, we just need to be so careful that we we, we are not emphasizing things mm. in scripture that are not contextual, all that kind of stuff to try and prove our point. Totally. And so coming back to the start, like those things are not things that we divide over. Yeah. You can have an opinion. Yeah. And uh, I think this is the difference between having an opinion and being opinionated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like often that sort of like mm. being opinionated is – that sort of like staunch, fired up, ready yep. to convince everyone that I'm right, mm. rather than having opinion and coming with a gentle, humble spirit mm. that seeks first to encourage people in their faith. Like let's just think about the time and emphasis that we put our thoughts to. Mm. Like you think so much about your opinion that you forget that you as a member of the church are there on a Sunday, not just to listen to someone speak and then toddle off to lunch mm-hmm. but you are there to encourage and exhort and uplift your fellow brothers and sisters in christ yeah yeah. and meanwhile you're just dwelling on who you're going to convince about the you know whatever the latest what, mandate totally yeah, yeah yeah now now so so you can have an opinion absolutely you can and, and you can share concerns share concerns in love and with gentleness but never out, uh to be divisive yeah because i think that is one of the biggest issues that we are seeing in our cultural moment today mm. is just the, I know we use this, the political term left and right, but it's mm. becoming that way with so many different things. Everything. And yeah. the left and the right are so far from one another that, yep. that we don't actually listen or yep. understand the other side. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. whether it be on parenting or vaccinations or COVID or whatever it might be, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yep. We want to be people yep. that listen yep. and that bring peace. Big time. If, if we are representing Christ as the Prince of Peace who has made peace between man and man mm-hmm. and God and man, that's what Ephesians, the end of Ephesians 2 is all about that Christ has redeemed Jew and Gentile. Mm -hmm. So those who were quite literally on the left and the right of the religious spectrum, Mm -hmm. he has redeemed them together so that as one man, through Christ on the cross, we might be reconciled to God. And so we are to have that same peace that Christ uh, has proclaimed to us. We are to be peacemakers, Mm. as Jesus said, is a blessed and flourishing and happy position to be in the Beatitudes. Yep. That is not just peaceful, like going about with our heads in the clouds, with fairies jumping around, but we have to be peacemakers. We have to seek to make peace. Yeah, because ultimately our goal is to lead people to Christ. Amen. Now, the same Bible that we are brandishing to use as a bludgeon for our... (laughs) Oh, someone write that down. (laughs) For our own agenda Mm. points us to a sovereign God. Yeah who sovereignly came Mm. and paid the price Mm. and died for us for reconciliation. Amen. And so I I think really as we kind of wrap this thing up, I have have two light thoughts that I would just like to throw at people. First of all, right, if you are getting so caught up on this political moment and you are talking more about every kind of thing under the sun and you are talking about it, you know, as if there's some big agenda and all these kind of things – Test how much you were talking about that in comparison to how much you were talking about Christ. Mm. There are people who've come out of the woodwork who are like, get into battles. I'm just like, I wish that you went into these battles for Christ yeah. rather than <laughs> your opinion your opinion on on something that's going on. Yeah. Or even your truth on what's going on. Like, totally. Like, can we just be about Christ? Mm. And second thing is, is that in amongst all of this chaos mm. we can have this huge sense of i am i'm 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 petrified i'm scared uh, you know this is is uncertain times i have felt this way i don't know how but yeah. i've felt this way amongst it all like sh- what should i do what what's my next step how do i protect my family what yeah. what hill do i run to yeah exactly right i would love to to bring you back to the gospel mm. because it is the gospel that ultimately reminds us of a god who is sovereign and a God who cares. Yeah. And that this God is in control of all things. You look at the picture of the cross. There is God who comes down in humanity as Jesus Christ, mm. and he lives a life that we could never live. He, he, he dies a death that we ultimately deserve. And it, it just looks like it's hopeless. It looks like he is powerless in this whole scenario. And then we find out that it's all part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. And like he has set this whole thing up so that he could save the very people who are killing him. Like that, that just shows the sovereignty of God. So let's not forget that that powerful God who made all that happen mm. is the very same God who is in control of what's going on here. Yeah. So as Christians, we should get on our knees and pray and, yeah. and, and seek God and ask for him. And then we need to um, set up our lives so that we are glorifying God and um, and making our lives about the gospel and the end result of the gospel. Okay, bye Tristan.